Hey, Seamsiders, I got another quilt talk for you. This time, I'm going to be telling you the story of a quilt that I've come to call Knife Man. But first, a couple of tidbits for you. We have started on the Nook, an experimental quilt along. I have no idea how this is going to turn out, which is why I'm so excited about it. It's called Destroy This Quilt. Each month, you're going to get two prompts, one that asks you to add something to your whole cloth quilt and one that asks you to transform something that you've already done on the quilt. And we're calling it Destroy This Quilt, not because we're actually going to destroy anything, maybe a little bit, but we're going to hold this quilt loosely. We're going to remain non-attached to the outcome and see what kind of beauty comes forth when we relax our creative grip just a little bit. So if that sounds like fun to you, hop on the Nook. This quilt along is included with Nook membership, so game on. We hope to see you there. Y'all check out this review from E.C. Zeigler. says, always a pleasure. Five stars. E.C. says, each interview I've heard contains at least one nugget of goodness that continues to resonate with me long after I've listened to it. Side note, I thought I was the only one. Seriously, y'all, I hear Judy Martin's voice in my ear all the time telling me I have all the time in the world. Okay, back to the review, though. In particular, E.C. says, I had to write a review after listening to Zach's interview with Paolo Arau. As a Filipino quilter, I was delighted to hear from and about another Filipino textile artist. So, EC, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking a moment to write this review. I'm so glad that you are connecting on so many levels with the conversations that were happening on Seamside. If you're enjoying these conversations too, I sure would appreciate if you could take a moment and leave me a kind five-star review on Apple Podcast. It is the best way to tell the big computer at Apple that you think other people could get something out of this podcast too. Thank you so much. Now let's settle in and talk about this Knife Man quilt for a few minutes. There's so many places I could start with this quilt. I'll tell you the immediate starting point was I had just gotten back from Chicago a month or so ago, where I'd been doing all that hand sewing on the necktie quilt with Amanda Natick. Y'all remember that quilt. Amanda and I put in long hours of hand sewing, and when I got back to Brooklyn, my hands were hurting in a way they hadn't hurt before. And so I knew that I just had to take a break. I did a number of other things in the meantime to help with my hand health. I did Heidi's Hand Yoga Club, some exercises I learned there. I started taking Advil, which I don't normally do. I even got a hand massager. So I'm trying all these things and it was helping. But I thought that the best medicine would be just to take a little time off from sewing, which was really a hard pill to swallow, but it was what (laughs) this doctor ordered at least. And so I found myself with some free time and I thought, well, this would be a good chance to try out this technique that I'd been wanting to do, which is using discharge paste. Now, if you're not familiar with discharge paste, I learned about it at Penland in Western North Carolina from some screen printers. Discharge paste is something you can use to remove the dye from synthetically dyed fabric. And so I thought, oh, this would be a really great way for me in my practice to incorporate lots of text easier than appliquing down all the little letters by hand. And so I sat down and hand painted all the text that you see on this quilt. I suppose I'll read you the text now and then I'll tell you a little more of the background story. If you start in the top left corner. So I was buying this knife from a white man with a Jesus fish on his business card. And when he saw Bobby Myers sashay by his booth looking stunning in all that radiant fairy regalia, the knife man said to me, Can you imagine that man walking down the street dressed like that? And there was an edge of violence to his voice. 
and I diffused, oh, he's just going around trying to be a blessing to everybody. And knife man in his own unblessing bestowing attire of gray hoodie and old khakis just handed me my change. So I don't know. We can never know what another person is thinking. But I assume that at the beginning of this exchange, knife man, as I'm calling him, had read me as a straight person and thought that he could confide in me what he felt was a common sentiment. Little did he know um, that comment cut. And while I'm mostly happy with my response, it's a very Enneagram 9 response. I've come to learn Enneagram 9s, we like, we like to keep the peace. That's what we do. And so I diffused, right? And I just took the violence out of the air. And I said, listen, this person's just trying to be a blessing. But in hindsight, the rest of that day, I found myself thinking of all the other ways I wish I could have responded. And so when I felt that tape playing on loop in my mind, I said, I got to get this down. So I sat down and I typed it out on my phone real fast. The text almost verbatim to what ended up on this quilt. And when I did that, the inner tape player finally stopped and I got to just kind of move on from that moment. If there's one thing I wish I could have done differently in this encounter, it would have been to hold knife man's feet to the fire, I suppose, a little bit, to stick with that moment of discomfort a little bit longer and let him know that there are many beautiful ways to be a human being in this world and that maybe there'd be a way to open up some space in the conversation for relaxing for realizing that we don't have to be a certain way. We don't all have to dress the same and move through the world in the same ways. And in fact, this world might actually be a better place the more that each of us can find our own expressions and ways of sashaying through this world. Now, to tell you a little bit about the making of this quilt, that's the story. Let's talk about the making. So I told you already that I used discharge paste, which is a really smelly substance, right? So I would recommend you do what I did, go outside to work. Once you paint it on, I just use a normal little brush and paint it on. It needs to dry. Once it dries, you iron it out. And until you apply that heat, no changes have been made. So if you mess up with discharge paste, you can wash it out as long as you haven't ironed it. I ended up keeping everything like it was fine. I wanted some of that hand-painted imperfections in there. So I was pretty pleased. I just used a piece of masking tape to mark off the first line of text. And then I based all my subsequent lines of text on that. And it stayed pretty straight. Huh. But little did I know that as I was going to quilt this piece of black linen, as it turns out it was, it's just so beautifully slinky that it wasn't going to stay exactly how I pinned it down. And so it was really, the bulk kept shifting on me as I was hand quilting. And in a way, I like it. <laughs> in a way, uh, I wish it maybe turned out a little bit different, but then that just goes back to the original story, right? This idea that uh, we can have complex relationships with any moment or any project. But I do like the way this quilt turned out. And I love that the lines are wavy and just kind of float across the quilt. One thing I did differently with this quilt that I hadn't done before was I used the same color quilt and thread as the fabric. Oh, I know. Isn't that exciting? I usually think that oh, if I'm going to hand quilt something, I want the work to show. I want people to be able to see them beautiful stitches. So I pick a high contrast thread. But in this project, because the linen was black and the letters were, you know, essentially white, kind of a clay putty color, technically, I didn't want there to be too much competition with the text, with the lettering. And so I used black thread on black fabric 
And y'all, it's magic. I think I'm going to be doing that again in the future. I love how the shadows of the stitches still draw plenty of attention to the texture of the quilt and the stitching without it creating too much visual noise when there's already so much going on. That said, there are a few little pockets here and there of white stitches just for, you know, added interest. One thing, too, that I'm learning about with this method of applying text with discharge paste is um, it was really hard to plan what the final quilt size was going to be, what the aspect of the quilt was, right? Because I had my text on my phone, and there I was painting it, and I knew that I could get so many letters on the first line, and I guess I could have done the math and figured out, oh, okay, well, if the width of this quilt is the width of the piece of fabric I was using, then it'll probably go down X number of feet. That's what happened. Turned out to be a long horizontal quilt. But when I look on the wall, now that it's done and all quilted up, with the way that the fabric shifted as it was being quilted down, I'm not entirely satisfied with the way that it, it reads to the eye, the way it sits to the eye. And I'm kind of thinking that Maybe this is annoying, but the orientation of the quilt really should be vertical. And so when I turn it vertically, there's this instant silhouette of a knife blade. I see it. I don't know if other people see it, but there is this kind of soft mirroring of a knife in this quilt. And so while it's a little bit of a pain to read the text because you have to kind of turn your head one direction, the overall silhouette feels more pleasing and it relates back to the story. So we'll see how I end up displaying this in real life, but at the moment, I'm feeling vertical might be the way to go. And I suppose just to wrap this up a little bit, usually when I make a quilt and I take the pictures of it and I share it on the internet, then I don't have any problem with folding it up and putting it away and I'll take it out every once in a while just to revisit. But there's something about this quilt that's asking to be left out for a little while. Partially, I think, because it's just so cozy it is linen, it is soft, it is warm. It's just a really good throw size. But two, it feels like some of the story is still left to be worked out. And so I'm going to sit with this quilt and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I hope you've enjoyed this quilt talk with the Knife Man quilt and all of its complexity and nuances. And I hope that you found a nugget or two, like EC said back in that review, that helps you in your own creative practice. If you get the chance, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a message anytime you want. And remember, we got that quilt along going on this year on the Nook. Destroy that quilt. If that sounds like your kind of quilting party, we sure would love to see you. Until then, I hope you're up to something good. I hope you're sewing something good. And I hope to see you soon. Maybe on the Nook. Who knows?